Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Hi there. I hope that you're having a good day. This is our very last Dig a Bit for the month of October. That's month two of our The Hour Has Come study. I've loved this month because what the theme is is that Jesus is one with the Father. And it is just really borne out through the book of John in an amazingly um, clear way. But also, I mean, he is just frequently discussing it is a major theme in the book of John that Jesus and the Father are one and of course that's foundational to our whole system of Christianity we are Christians because Christ is divine and the son of God some people may knock on your door today who will tell you that Jesus is a created being and not equal in majesty or power with the Father but Jesus is God, and that is so clearly borne out in the book of John, has amazing ramifications for us, and it is the hill on which Jesus died, if you will. That was the statement, the claim, the assertion that took Jesus down in the eyes of the Jews. If he had just done the many wonderful works that he did, and if he had just taught the amazing, profound truths that he taught without claiming that he was God, without claiming that he was the Son of God, then it would not have been incendiary to the Jews, and it would not have convicted him. It was a false conviction, but still it was the... Um, accusation that they chose right before the cross to accuse him, to convict him of blasphemy because he claimed to be the Son of God and to put him on the cross. So it is foundational in so many ways. But I wanted us to notice today from, um, let's see, I think it's number eight. If you're in the book, it's on page 15. But if you're in the, the study, it just says the saddest thing about the rejection of Jews, of the Jews, may be the reason for the rejection. It is stated in verses 42 to 43 of our text, that's John 12, and it tells us the reason why Jesus was rejected by the Jews. And it really comes down to something very simple. The words are not hard to understand in John 12, verses 42 and 43. It simply says there, Nevertheless, among the chief rulers, many did believe on him. But because of the Pharisees, they would not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. Some who believed would not confess. For they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. There were Jews who believed in Jesus who would not confess him because they were afraid that they would put, be put out of the synagogue. And they loved, secondly, the praises, praises of men more than the praises of God. Well, that's profound. It's, it's so obvious, but yet so profound and so much a part of the religious world around us today. So the question was then, list some examples of statements that you've heard people make 
in religious discussions that would evidence love of praise from the wrong source. The first one that was mentioned in our little study at, at West Huntsville last night was some people say, well, one religion or one church or one faith is just as good as another. Well, that's loving to stroke people around us, to be pleasing to people around us rather than to God because we read about the seven ones in Ephesians 4. There is one body and one spirit, even as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. There is one body. That's the church. There is one faith. So when we say, oh, it really doesn't matter what you believe, that's real popular and comforting, but that's just not biblical. So we're loving the praise of men more than we love the praise of God. Another one that was mentioned in our study last night is that, you know, women should be able to use their talents in leadership roles in worship today. Women should be able to preach because they're just as smart as men. They are just as qualified as men. And sometimes they are better able to communicate. So why would we restrict women from using those talents in worship? Well, there's a very good reason we would do that, and that's because that's God's plan. In 1 Timothy 2, uh, that plan is clearly relayed there. And when we decide that we think it is more palatable to the culture in which we live to do things in a way that's oppositional to the way that God's prescribed, well, of course, that's loving to please men more than God. Someone else mentioned our um, elders and withdrawal of fellowship. Sometimes elders will just decide, well, we're just not going to practice that today. And I've heard elders say that in congregations. We're just not going to practice withdrawal of fellowship as 1 Corinthians 5 and 2 Thessalonians teach us. We're just not going to, we're not going to do that today because that's really, really incendiary in a world that believes that um, I'm okay, you're okay, in a world that believes judge not that you be not judged in a misrepresentation of Matthew 7, 1, in a world that believes that there is no absolute truth is very incendiary. Even if you do believe in truth, it still is offensive to the world and it's going to impede our evangelism if we practice what God commanded about the withdrawal of fellowship from our brethren. We can't do it in our world today. It's just not going to work. I'm just going to tell you that's loving the praise of men more than the praise of God. And it's what these Jews were adhering to in John 8, in John 12. It's what they were doing that was going to lead them to be able to crucify the very Son of God. They love to please men more than they love to please God. Pilate was that way. At the very end, he said, I find no fault in this man. But and his wife even said to him, I don't have anything to do with him. He, I've had a dream about him. Don't. But Pilate wasn't afraid of the people. He was afraid of the Jews. And so he loved the praise of those Jews more than the acceptance or approval of God. There are some nuances that come along with loving the praise of men more than the praise of God. One of those might be we have 
sometimes cliques in our congregation. That's because we want the approval of men. We want to be in a group where we feel approved rather than to be in the group, as James would say in um, James chapter 1, don't have the faith with um, respect of persons. When a man comes in in good clothes and you say, oh, well, you sit down in a good place. But the man comes in in dirty clothes and you say, well, you can stand over there or sit there under my footstool. When we do that, we are practicing our religion with respect of persons because we're wanting to please certain people more than we want to please the God who who in, enjoined on us the golden rule and loving others as we love ourselves and reaching out to those people who might even be our enemies in Romans chapter 12. Sometimes we can really come right out in, and be pretty comfortable in our world of tolerance and acceptance and say, you know, I know that God said to do it this way, but we live in a new age now. We live in a different world and we have to get culturally relevant. We have to we have to change some things because we're gonna we're here's one thing that said we're gonna lose our young people. Our young people are brought up in a world that is fill in the blank. And if we don't change to be more culturally relevant, maybe it's with regard to homosexuality. Maybe it's with regard to marriage, divorce, remarriage, whatever it might be. We're just going to stop teaching those hard, hard truths. And we wouldn't call them truths if we're going to stop teaching. We're going to start stop teaching those hard, hard, hard concepts and realize that those were applications that were for another day and not for this day in which we live. Oh, we have to be really careful that we are not loving the praise of men more than the praise of God. I want to close by just pointing out that there are lots of people in Scripture that you can think of who love the praise of men more than the praise of God. I think about Peter over in Galatians 2 where Paul said, I withstood him from the face around verse 11 because he was he was eating with the Gentiles, but then when Jews came into the room, he got up and moved places. Uh, that is so much like us today when we want to please men more than God. I think about Judas at the time of the betrayal. He really fell into the hands of some of the elite Jews of the day, the, the chief priests and the Sanhedrin, the rulers. He really wanted to appeal to them. And so he was willing to betray. Oh, he knew that Jesus was Jesus. He knew Jesus was the Son of God. He knew Jesus was the Prince of Peace, Emmanuel. He knew Jesus was the Christ, just like Peter said in Matthew 16. He knew. He knew because he had seen him feed the multitudes. He had seen him walk on the water. He had seen him raise people from the dead. He had seen, he had seen the miracles, and he knew but he just was willing to play into the hands of those people who had the respect of most of the Jews of his day. He wanted to be on their team. And there might have been some more reasons, some mercenary reasons, but he played into the hands of the culturally elite of his day. Think about, um, well, Balaam and Balak back in Numbers 22 to 24. You remember how? I mean, Balaam, he just really, really wanted to go and curse the people of God. 
He wanted to do that because there was prestige involved, because there was money involved, because there was the approval of a great king involved. He really wanted to do that. And so he just kept asking God over and over, oh God, couldn't you just let me go listen to him? Couldn't you just let me say what he wants me to say? Say what he wants me to say. Sometimes we just really want to do that. We would like to say what is acceptable in the hearts of the people around us rather than what we know God's Word teaches us. And when we do that, we are like those Jews in John 12, loving the praise of men more than the praise of God. I hope that that was a relevant question for you. I'm looking forward to actually when I'm speaking right now recording this. It is the afternoon before our monthly video podcast, and I'm hoping to get lots more insight on this question tonight. I hope by the time you listen to this that you have already been there, that you have enjoyed that podcast with me, not because it's anything about me, but because it is the Word of God from a very important passage in John 12 and surrounding passages, passages that are affected by the truths in John 12, passages that bear out the truths in John 12. It is just very relevant as we are studying these last words on earth of Jesus the Christ. Thanks. Oh, and our our study tonight does involve the last public statement that Jesus made. Very interesting. We'll we'll touch on that tonight in our podcast and I hope you're having a great day, great month finishing up your study on the unity between the Father and the Son. Have a great afternoon.